This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, this actually ties in, as I said, to my conversation in the last half hour as we were talking about new research with multiple sclerosis. And of course, whenever there are diseases or conditions out there that people want to get behind, we know that it goes back to, well, I have to say it's probably Terry Fox that was the one that really I remember of someone saying, I'm going to run across this country and I'm going to raise money for cancer. Of course, sadly, Terry Fox wasn't able to complete the run. But since then, we have had countless numbers of people deciding to rollerblade, run, cycle across the country for a particular cause. In fact, actually, at 545, I'm going to be talking with Theo Fleury. He didn't run across the country, but he uh, did a walk, the Victor's Walk, from Ottawa to Toronto a couple of years back, and they still have the Victor Walk, and I'm going to be talking to him at 545 about a documentary. However, I digress. I want to bring in Tristan Hopper. He's a reporter at the National Post because Tristan has written a recent article saying, if you're thinking about one of these charity runs or cycle, forget it. Hello, Tristan. Hello. What do you have against running and cycling? Uh, just the idea, so it's a fair notion that's like, oh, I'm going to support this cause, so I'm going to run from St. John's to Victoria, that's the usual route, or mm-hmm. maybe you'll run from Alaska to somewhere, but either way, you think, I'll get on the road, and then I'll be running, and then uh, people will see my sort of inspirational thing, and then the donations will just flow in. Uh, I wrote this to say that uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite common that people will start doing that and then make almost no money. The market's just saturated. Uh, it does, that on its own just doesn't get attention, and it can be quite a uh, disappointing failure, especially if you you head out. You spend a lot of money putting a run together, and then uh, seven thousand later, seven thousand kilometers later, uh, nothing's happened, and in a way, you've actually lost money for charity. So uh, this was just kind of spurred by. Uh, you know, as a reporter, you get a lot of press releases, and it, there's been a few stories I've written where uh, someone's mounted a, like, large cycling thing or a run, and then when you look at the final figures, you're like, oh, almost literally anything else would have been better for charity than this particular thing. So uh, basically, I was just writing the story to say, you've got to think these things through before you do it. Um, if you're Theo Fleury, fantastic idea, because that's going to get attention, and uh, he's, he knows how to network and bring in donations. However... yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. And and if you're just some schlub like me and you think, oh, I'm just going to get on my unicycle and then people will be like, hey, here's this guy on this unicycle. Here's a check for whatever. Uh, That doesn't work. That's a a myth. Wait a second. I was going to say we've got to try something new like unicycling. And then you just took that idea out of my head. I I think unicycling with Tristan Hopper might actually be uh, kind of popular. But am I right in saying Terry Fox is probably the one where everyone remembers someone's running and then suddenly all this momentum grew. Was there anyone before Terry Fox? Uh, not fundraising. Mm. Uh, there was a few people. There was, uh, there's someone actually, he's a principal in the Yukon right now, and he's the guy that Terry Fox actually spoke to about running across Canada, and he did it just to promote... Oh, I think it was uh, Expo 67 or something. Okay. He was doing it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the idea of just a, a very large charity, and it's very hard to recreate Terry Fox because we forget the reason we love Terry Fox is not that he was running. It's that he was running on one leg, and that was he was in excruciating pain yeah. the whole time. Look at every – there's about 12 statues of Terry Fox across Canada. Every single one of them has him grimacing in pain. So it was this vision – uh, of someone who, you know, turned out did not have much long to live. 
just running uh, in extreme pain a marathon a day. So it's it's not just the running. It's that he was putting himself through a trial uh, that, w- that was quite brutal to watch. And actually, if you remember Terry Fox, and I was in broadcasting then, there really wasn't momentum for the first number of weeks for sure, right? It wasn't as if right when this guy starts running, everyone was talking about it. Sadly, it was the momentum that was building. And maybe, as you say, it became the fact that you saw this person with the one leg and who was in such pain and obviously uh, didn't complete the run. Okay, so go back to Theo Fleury, because is that uh, is that the hook then? You almost, first of all, have to start out with a bit of a profile before people are even going to look twice at you? Yeah, when I started this, uh, I, I had a few examples of just, you know, dismal financial failures. I mean, runs that cost $20,000 to put together, and then they only brought in $6,000, so they're actually earning negative money for charity. I mean, just the exact opposite of what you want to do uh, for a cause. So I, I went into the story thinking, oh, well, running across Canada is always a bad idea. Just don't do it. Do literally anything else. You know, hold a gala or something. But I kept running into instances in which it actually did make sense. Uh, so I was trying to find the unifying thread that brought that all together. And uh, what I kind of figured out is before you set out on your run, you have to have a solid network in place uh, of people who are going to kick you some money. You can't just assume that, you know, mystical strangers are going to pick up the story uh, and then and give you money. So you have to have, you know, a network of churches, a network of service organizations, get corporate sponsorships. So I was looking at runs which brought in $700,000, $100,000, over a million dollars. And each one of them, they set out with a media strategy uh, and with a solid base of people uh, that they knew were going to be able to contribute. So if you have uh, just a Facebook page full of rich friends, uh, yeah, that might be a good idea that they see a bunch of pictures of you struggling over the Rockies because they can write you a check. But if you're just a 21-year-old, uh, regular number of uh, not not a tremendously compelling story, you're just running for you know a family member that, I mean, there are literally dozens of those across Canada at any one point. Uh, I mean, just, just the sheer volume and every, in every mode of transportation you could think of, cars, bicycle, uh, unicycle, hand cycle, some people just ride horses. Um, yeah. It's all been done, so it's very hard in this particular thing. If you're going to run across Canada, uh, you kind of have to be Theo Fleury, or you have to have a bunch of rich friends, or you have to be really good at selling yourself. Uh, or you know, I've done cherry dropped everything and just uh, started cycling for the Kidney Foundation. I think that'd bring in some coin. I think it probably would. Hold on here, Tristan. Uh, I want to just take a quick break here. Tristan Hopper is my guest, and he is a reporter with the National Post, talking about the whole idea. While it sounds very grand, and uh, maybe you're going to be doing this this noble thing, really, it doesn't make sense. And I want to hear from you. Text me four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Are you more apt to donate to these particular causes or you're saying forget about going across the country, uh, let's just stay at home and raise some money here? I'm Angela Coca. You're listening to Calgary Today on Newstalk 770. Tristan Hopper is my guest this half hour, and we are talking about uh, the fact that if charities or someone is thinking of doing a, a marathon walk across the country, there's probably other ways of raising money for that cause. Uh, Tristan, here's the thing, because you're saying that, especially when it comes to these mammoth marathons, so much of the upfront money is, isn't going to the charity. It's just going to gas for the van in your support vehicle. Uh, yes. I mean, these are costly endeavors. So uh, there is one. I, so I mentioned uh, the reasons under which this works. Now, if you are just planning on cycling across Canada anyway, uh, this is just a, a vacation you want to take, yeah. then by all means, tack on a charitable element and cover the cost yourself. 
and say, well, I, I really want to cycle. But, you know, while you're at it, you know, donate some money for allergy awareness or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yes, if, if you're going to fundraise to cover the cost of that trip, so you're actually taking in donations, and this happens quite often, uh, a lot of the particularly failed uh, marathons I've seen, uh, this is what happens. And then once you get out, you realize it isn't as lucrative as you thought. Uh, then, yes, the, the, you are in the very awkward situation uh, of a marathon that that cost uh, twenty two thousand dollars and you know only brought in ten or fifteen thousand dollars in terms of donations, so you're essentially taking donations um, and just sort of flushing them down the toilet. Uh, so that that's sort of the worst case scenario of one of these things. And that's why I wrote the story because uh, I mean when they happen um, uh, and the runner is sort of showing up at a coast and you know they've essentially lost money for charity, they'll say it was for awareness or something. They they'll listen. So, <laughs> patch that up and say, well, you know, we inspired a bunch of people. But if you took in a bunch of money, uh, you know, promising that you were going to make a million dollars, it's not your fault. You were just misguided. But, uh, you know, that that was something that shouldn't happen ever again. Well, and especially if even that amount of money that was raised that goes to filling your van, that money could have gone to the charity. Yeah, you know. and that's something I brought up. I spoke to Greg Thompson with Charity Intelligence Canada, and he says the reason why uh, groups like him are so uptight about fundraising costs is he says no matter what happens, recession, uh, year, by, year, uh, year after year, the amount of money that Canadians give to charity is about the same. It's about $8 billion every year, no matter what happens. So if you have a charity that is kind of cutting into that donation pie and you know pissing away up to 80% of it on, on fundraising costs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, then essentially that's less charitable money left over at the end for cancer research or, or helping the homeless or whatever. So uh, they say that that's why if we seem uptight about fundraising costs and about really expensive fundraisers like charity marathons, that's why. It really is the unique factor, and, and I'm going back to Terry Fox, because it, think about it now. Back then, if you saw this big old trailer and a guy running in front of it, that was enough for the media to come out. But now you see it so often that it's become too commonplace. And and I guess it's back to your unique factor, that if it's unique, then the media will glom onto it. Social media will be all over it. And, and I don't know, Tristan, you said this sort of the idea came from just a a press release coming across your desk. Sometimes multiple I feel bad. Press releases. This is uh... multiple. Yeah, and I feel bad because I get multiple press releases, and I think huh, again, I don't know if I can, uh, you know, put a different spin on this. So th- that's the real challenge then for anyone as well. Uh, yeah, and I, I think sort of the, the very unpleasant and uncomfortable thing to talk about. Uh, is that, uh, well, as I point out, if, if you're doing a charity run and that takes three months and, you know, even expenses aside and you only take in ten to $12,000, uh, that's not a lot of money. And that's money that if, you're, if your sole goal was really just to raise money for charity, uh, you would stay home, get a construction job that's about $15 an hour, and then just donate the entire paycheck to charity. Uh, yeah. if, if your run didn't work out. Now, now again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are runs that can work. Uh, so I think in a lot of these cases, and, and I'm, of course I'm editorializing here, uh, there is sort of a thin line between uh, whether you're doing it purely to help the charity or um, there, there can be, uh, you know, a, a relative has died and you just need to keep busy with something, or, you know, you like the idea of, of being on TV and being the martyr, being the hero. So I, I think there's all these sort of uncomfortable elements getting mixed up in it that can separate um, a successful run from one that uh, is being done for all the wrong reasons. 
If you do get that unique one, even if you're not a Theo Fleury or some celebrity, and it goes viral, that's a whole different thing, isn't it? Because that's something Terry Fox didn't run through was social media. And and I think that obviously can really be in your favor, as you said, if you've got Facebook followers who have deep pockets. But even just that or idea... Just a lot of them. A lot of them, yeah, because then you can pitch them that way through social media and not have to worry about grumpy old radio hosts that don't want to talk to you. Exactly. So, yeah, charity things like this, uh, I mean, they just kind of go viral uh, unexpectedly. I mean, the Ice Bucket Challenge is sort of a, a good recent example. And, uh, yeah, Rick Hansen and, and Terry Fox, so, so we think, oh, well, it works for them, uh, so it'll work for me. But those are very unique cases. This is Rick Hansen going around the world. No one had ever done that before. And then Terry Fox, uh, I think it's just the fact that this was a young man. He only died at 22. Yeah. Uh, just in incredible pain, you know, seemingly superhuman determination, and literally became a martyr uh, by dying halfway through the route. There was just so much behind that that was so compelling, uh, which has sort of made it stick in our minds. And uh, there's, there's very little that can match that, um, especially if, uh, I mean, you, you go out and you think, well, I, I lost a mother to breast cancer. I mean, that's that's an interesting story. But then once you get onto the road and you meet, six to 12 other people who are running for the exact same reasons. Uh, so it, it's definitely a saturated market. I think the other thing, though, is even when you m- mentioned Rick Hansen, Terry Fox, I've said Theo Fleury, um, and I know he didn't do across the country, uh, Sheldon Kennedy rollerbladed for a long period. Those were actual victims that were telling their story. Uh, you know, with the Terry Fox, you're seeing this person who's gone through cancer, Rick Hansen, uh, wheeling around the man in motion around the world. So I think that also is a, a stronger element than I lost my mom to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is that taps into the the other reason why you would do one of these things is to raise awareness. Uh, now, now as a cynical reporter, I hear raise awareness and think, oh, okay, well, you're just doing nothing. But then I think about uh, Rick Hansen, who part of his Man in Motion tour was to raise money for his final uh, spinal health research, but it was also a, quite a successful awareness raising. He was saying, look, I'm in a wheelchair, I'm not a vegetable. Uh, moving and a, a great thing about the man in motion tour is he would make a speech in a town square a shopping center whatever he would wheel up to the platform and he couldn't get up it because they forgot to build a ramp yeah. and then that shopping center uh would put in a ramp and all those so there's hundreds of ramps uh, across the world because rick hansen you know yeah. sort of shamed them into doing that so if you have a solid strategy like that i'm all for raising awareness but if you're running to raise awareness you know of cancer uh, you know, colon cancer, it, it's very hard to justify uh, that as uh, a goal. But, you know, we're all pretty aware of cancer. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, seeing someone running isn't really going to enhance that any much. And before I say goodbye to you, I've just got a couple of texts here. But one says, easier to just set up a GoFundMe campaign. Uh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, this it, back, it, it, yeah, go back to the idea that just stay at home and figure out a way to raise money without having to uh, travel across the country. Yeah, and, and if you aren't putting one of these together, I mean, that's that's the uncomfortable conversation you have to have with yourself, which uh, I, I've held charity fundraisers, and I think there is a part of that. It's like, am I doing this this charity fundraiser because I think it's going to help the children, or am I doing it because I like to be the guy hosting the gala, welcoming people, having people tell me how great I am? <laughs> I mean, that's 
Uh, and, you know, there was a part of me that did it, and I stopped doing it for that reason because I realized just, you know, sitting quietly and donating part of my paycheck was probably a more efficient way of helping. Yeah, I agree. And one more here. A long time ago when I was young, we did a clean-a-thon along highways and creeks for some fundraising. Today, I'd love to contribute to an event that actually helps the community instead of just a, a walk-a-thon, smaller scale than Terry Fox, no doubt. But there, someone is just saying, you know, I would support uh, different causes that I'm seeing just locally, and you're actually getting something done. So... Tristan, good conversation. Thanks so much. Anytime. Thank you. You bet. Tristan Hopper. And uh, you can uh, read Tristan's article at the uh, nationalpost.com. Speaking of traveling across the country, let's see how it is just traveling in Calgary. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.